Hi, welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. This week, I'm chatting with Kamel Harris, costume designer to Claire Underwood on House of Cards. I'm excited for you guys to learn what it means to be a costume designer and her favorite celebrity she's dressed so far. House of Cards is in their fourth season, and Kamel is quite an expert at dressing this character. Welcome, Kamel. Hi. So I'm excited to be here with you in your great space. And um, I know that students are very interested in costume design and styling and the difference between the two. And so it'd be great if you could talk about what a costume designer's role is Mm -hmm. and how it differs from a stylist. They're totally the same, but totally different. Right. Yeah. Styling, you, you are pulling clothes from showrooms, you know, building relationships with designers. And these purposes are just for photo shoots, you know, editorial, uh, red carpet, um, costume design. You're receiving a script. You're understanding character arcs. You're working with directors and the lighting. And, you know, there's so many other facets to it. And you're creating a wardrobe for this person, for their life as a character in that show or that movie. Right. And are some people both costume designers and stylists? I think it's kind of rare. Um, I'm really fortunate that I'm getting an opportunity to do both in this lifetime. Um, yeah. But I do. I think it's pretty rare. I think you're either one or the other because both are very time consuming. Right. Well, I can imagine. I mean, you were just telling me that you will get a script two weeks before an episode and then you have to pull mm-hmm. for one character, multiple characters. And I mean, just going through a script for an episode could take hours in itself. And I mean, there's also very last minute situations when you're a stylist as well. So right. I, I do a lot of red carpet work. Sometimes you, you don't find out until two days prior, oh, so-and-so is going to present at the VMAs and needs five outfits. And you're like, great, how am I going to do this? Right. <laughs> Did you study costume design in college? I actually studied fashion design um, in a little tiny uh, fashion design school in Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada, where I'm from. And um I thought I would be, I thought I wanted to be a designer, you know, have my own collection. Right. Um, and then parts of that class or that course included history of costume. We got to watch a lot of runway work from the New York designers, you know, it just kind of opened my eyes to all these other opportunities. Actually, costume design, I don't think was even offered, but clearly everything I learned as far as construction and even making patterns, I mean, that really helped. <laughs> right. And it's applicable to yeah. costume design. Totally. I went to Indiana University, and they have a great costume design program. And it was, I think, my junior year. It was one semester that I, like, was so bored in Bloomington, Indiana. And I actually assisted a costume designer who was helping with the theater there on the wardrobe oh, with cool. the students. Yeah. And it was obviously a very, like, low-budget, low-production situation. But... Man, this girl had so much work on her plate because it was just one girl doing an entire production. Um, and it was very cool to see. That's awesome. What was your very first job? Like, very, very first? first? Very first? Well, like, very first out of college. <laughs> you graduated out of college, first fashion job. Um, I actually met a designer in Vancouver. She came to speak at our school, and I was just so impressed with her. She just, you know, had a local company in Vancouver and, and, designed women's wear and she was kind of like everything I thought I wanted to be and after she spoke at my class I like 
force my way to the front to shake her hand and introduce myself. And I was like, I'll do anything. I'll intern. I'll get you coffee. I was like, I just love your work. And and what you were like 21, 22. Yeah, I was so young. And I was like, just anything I can do to help. That's awesome. So I ended up working for her for a year and a half. And it was such a great experience. Really, you know, I made no money. I worked super long hours. Yeah. Um, But I got to see how that business worked from A to Z. (laughs) It's great to see how many of our students when they come out of school have that hunger and just want to do anything. Yeah. Like they just want to be in that atmosphere. And it's, I think, from like now being in the later half of my 20s, it's very inspiring to be around people that age. They like almost motivate you more to want to keep doing what you're doing. So I'm sure you had an impact on her as well. Well, you should always look for a mentor, you know, and even if it's a mentor, just from a distance, Hillary Clinton, someone like, you know, it right. doesn't have to necessarily be a designer or someone in your field that you can actually meet with and talk to, even if it's someone that you can read their books and, and get inspired by their work from afar. Right. Because you're not expected to just pop out of school and know everything and like know. know exactly how this business runs. You know, there's so many different levels to everything. So was there a tipping point when you realized you were on the right path towards your career goals? like a specific client or project? I think the tipping point was when I was actually able to quit my part-time job and just be a full-time stylist. (laughs) Sure. Just to make enough money doing what I loved and to actually pay the bills, you know. How many years into your career was that? Two. That's awesome. I mean, that's uncommon. But I lived in a very small city in Vancouver. The market was small. You know, there was maybe me and three or four other stylists at the most. So people like to rag on living in a small town and, oh, you got to move to New York immediately. I disagree. Same. Yeah. You can be a big fish in somewhere else. Exactly. And it offered me a chance to really get my feet wet, work with different photographers, you know, meet different designers and make my mistakes in a small town. Um, And I was able to build up my portfolio. And that's when I started seeking out the bigger clients and dabbling in catalog work and eventually making my way to New York. I could not agree more. I think New York is amazing, but there is something great about, like, making mistakes and learning in a smaller place because once you get to New York, it's like you got to be on 150% and you have to be ready for it. And a lot of times as a 22-year-old, that's very overwhelming. Oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine. I actually, I waited a while to get, you know, myself here. Yeah. And the only reason I came was because the market was so small in Vancouver I just wanted a little bit more experience. You like outgrew it. Yeah, exactly. So how do you get representation by the wall group, William Morris or any agency? And what does representation mean for those of our listeners unaware? Having an agent for me as a stylist was super important in developing my career, Um, especially if you want to get into any celebrity work. All of the agencies, the reputable agencies have connections with the publicists who represent the actors and the musicians. The publicist will call the agency and say, hey, so, so-and-so is putting out a new album. We need a stylist to you know, bring clothes for the photo shoot. So-and-so has a, a movie premiere. Who do you recommend we get to hire to get her address? The publicists don't have time to just be online looking at stylist portfolios themselves. It's right. much easier for them to call one agent who they know has a roster of good people. How do you then, once you're in a wall group, because the wall group is amazing, how do you then stand out amongst all other stylists? Like, how do they choose to pick you versus someone else? I don't really know their <laughs> method of selecting, but I do have to say, like, 
The biggest lesson in all my years of working in fashion is actually a lesson you can apply to anything in life, and it's just be yourself. You know, you can certainly be inspired by other designers and be inspired by other stylists and be inspired by all these big fashion people, but what's going to make you stand out is being you, and you, it's going to come through in your work. Yeah. What are the not-so-glamorous parts of your role? You know, people think, oh, you're a stylist, a costume designer. You just roll around in beautiful clothes all day on the floor or something. <laughs> you <laughs> so don't do that? I do not do that. <laughs> um, it's such a physical job. The end result, the beautiful gown on the client on the carpet or, you know, the gorgeous suit on House of Cards, that's the end result. But to get there, it's so much more work, especially in New York City where we, we're not driving Yes, yeah, like physically it's exhausting. Physically exhausting. And so, you know, I always tell my interns and my assistants, everybody, wear, wear sneakers, wear comfortable shoes. For sure. Because you're literally running around from showroom to showroom to store to office with garment bags. I actually blew up my shoulder my first year I can imagine. Yeah, because you're just carrying five garment bags and four shopping bags. And, you know, yeah, you really it's can't have a manicure that lasts long enough for this job. So for all of you interested in costume design, start like working out because it is physically exhausting. And I've heard that from, you know, stylists as well. Like, yeah, it is so much like schlepping around. And and even in L.A., if you have a car, like it's just a lot of movement. And to get that one perfect gown, you have to try on five to 20 of other gowns. You know, when we show up at a fitting, we've got a rolling rack full of options. And out of that entire rack, only one will be chosen. So. Unless you've got a client who's so specific, who's like, I only want, I don't know, a green velvet, long sleeve, blah, blah, blah. You have to show up with so many different choices because you don't really know until you put it on what's going to be the winning piece. Right. So to get that entire rack of clothes, they come from multiple different designers. You know, you have to pick them up. You have to put them in your vehicle. You have to get to the fitting. You have to set up the fitting. You have to try everything on. Then you have to pack it up, go back to your office, return everything that's not used. You know, like it's this entire behind the scenes and process. And do you guys alter the dresses? But how does that work? So if you're getting a dress from, let's say, Dior, mm-hmm. a runway dress, you'll alter it and then take it out back again? Or? Um, it depends. One thing that's developed over the course of you know, celebrity and red carpet becoming really popular with fashion houses in the last couple of years is that a lot of designers will do custom pieces for us. Right. So they'll be based off something you saw on the runway, but they'll make it tailored to the actress's figure. And, you know, that makes sense. It's just like more personal. That makes sense. How does social media impact your job and help or hurt it in any way? Social media is a great tool for many different things. I'm not one of those people that is on it 24-7, and I actually have to, like, remind myself to post once in a while because I'd rather, like, put my phone down and look around at the world. So I think it's certainly inspiring for anyone who lives in middle America and doesn't have access to the clothes, you know, in front of them in the stores. As an inspiration tool, I think it's amazing. It's a way you can connect with other people in your field. For me, again, I just use it to post things that I think are interesting. For sure. Do you prefer working solo or collaborating with others on projects? Uh, Well, I started in this industry when I moved to New York. I formed a styling team with Carla Welch. She's a stylist in L.A. And we actually joined the Wall Group as a styling team. Okay. we're still represented by them as a team. And the reason that worked really well for us, uh, you know, of course, we do our own projects continuously because we're in different cities. 
It was just really nice to have an extra pair of eyes, you know, an extra voice and extra opinion. It's kind of solo, like a lot of stylists work alone with their assistants. It's not often you're on a photo shoot and there's another stylist. You know, you're not really meeting right. other, other stylists. So it, that can be kind of a solo vibe. Costume design is different because you're often collaborating with the actor who's wearing the clothes. You're designing that, you know, the director has some opinions. It depends on, in the script, is this shoot happening at night? Is it a formal thing? Is it during the day? Is it in the office? So, like, there's so many other factors that come into play. So you kind of feel like you're part of a bigger team. Yeah, that makes sense. Two eyes are always better than one and everything. (laughs) Thank you so much. I think this was so great and really helpful and enjoyable for students to learn the difference between styling and costume design. Our last questions are short questions, one word answer. (laughs) Favorite brand? My favorite brand, I think over the years, is still Margiela. Kind of always flies under the radar and is always like, just they use unexpected details. Um, You know, they play with silhouettes and shape. They always like bring some humor to it. Yeah. So it's always a, a favorite of mine. In L.A. or New York City? (laughs) I'm so, I'm going to have a diplomatic answer here. I love both cities. I really do. I'm a West Coast girl. Yeah. And they both have their pros and cons. Agreed on that. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be part of this. Thanks, Kamal. Be sure to rate and subscribe to Office Hours on iTunes. We have exciting guests coming up in the weeks ahead, and I hope you will tune in. Bye.